Yo, 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 yo. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Second Firstborn Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, alongside with my co-host. Still working on it. <laughs> Still a work in progress. Um, would you like to do the honors of introducing our special guest today? Absolutely. Our special guest today is my dear, dear best friend, V. Lauren. <laughs> With we won't say her middle name because I get in trouble. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's one of my best friends. We have known each other since BL or BC before children. Yikes, not before children. <laughs> Which is a long time. Um, and she really needed to come on here. So hopefully this won't be the only time she'll make a guest appearance. Facts. Welcome on to the show, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, this is going to be an interesting topic because, um, I mean, a lot of us do have friends out there in the world. And then there are some who have those once in a lifetime or once in a generation type friends that seem to stand the test of time. And um, I think it's very important that we have her on the show so she can not only see what we go through behind the scenes, but also have her input, have her thoughts out there and make it for an interesting topic. Exciting. I'm very, very happy to be here. Yay. I've been listening to this for so long and I finally made it. So hey, turn up. <laughs> finally in the stew, you feel me? Turn up, slime. <laughs> Speaking of the studio, how do you like the studio? It's an interesting setup. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what I had in mind, but it wasn't this. But it's not bad. Really? I, I, I dig it. I dig it. Nice. You nice, definitely nice. made use of the space uh very conducive to podcast producing so. i would say that i made use of that stimulus chip there you go listen <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do because right. you're only getting one so you're Facts. Down. we ain't getting another one <laughs> you better Mitt use it romney, wisely but, not Mitt romney but mitch mcconnell about to put a stop to that to that second immediately one. expeditiously <laughs> okay so let's get into some topics here uh what does friendship mean to you like, either of you can chime in at any time. So. We'll let Lauren answer first. Friendship is one of those things that <clears throat> is kind of like, it's the spice of life. You know what I mean? Like, what do you have if you don't have good friendship? You know, you can, and I firmly believe also that you can only have good friends if you are a good friend. Mm. And I think that sometimes it takes a lot of trial and error and sometimes it doesn't. You know, sometimes you just meet those people in your life that, like, change the game. Um, which is pretty much what happened with Cora and I, for real. I mean, if you're talking about non-romantic relationships of real, true friend that you know is going to be there, like, ride or die, no matter what, through all your ups and downs, all your everything, you know, a friendship is an extension of you, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it really is one of the most important relationships that you can have throughout your life. Cora? Um, for me, friendship means everything. After being a military spouse for so many years, 
I was never able to have my family nearby. And so over the years, having Lauren's friendship and her being one of the only people who was like present physically, um, it means everything. I haven't been able to bond with somebody as much as I have been with her um, in quite some time because all of my other best friends are gone. Like they're in other states. So having her here physically means everything. I am able to trust her with my life, with my children's lives. And, you know, you just can't, you can't pay for that kind of comfort that friendship brings. So it means everything to me. Um, me per se, I wouldn't, I don't know. Um, friendship means a lot, but I don't have too many of those F words. That's um, really unfortunate though. Yes, like, it is very unfortunate. I have a bunch of associates. Uh, I have see, a uh, bunch of people that like are here one minute and then go on the next. That don't cut it. And though. I'm perfectly okay with that, but it's just like. I haven't found one of those people that would stick around. Do you feel like for. you're okay with it, or do you feel like you've just accepted it as a part of your reality? I think both. I'm both okay with it, and it's a part of my reality because you can't really say that if you don't really have friends. I was about to say, you can't really miss something. <laughs> I mean, you can't really you can't miss, miss something that you, you never don't had. have. Right. You know, so I, I feel that, but I feel it makes me feel for you because it's like, man, I look around and I'm like, is nobody else getting this? Like, you you don't you don't understand? Like, because I mean, on top of all of that, I feel like friendship is the universe's way of allowing you to choose family. You know, you right. can't choose the family that you were born into, but you can choose your friends. Indeed. And it makes a world of difference having like a solid support system in your corner, like someone who will, I mean, like I said before, really just like hold you down and bring out those best parts of you and also call you out on your bullshit if need be. Like a good friend, you you just can't buy that. Right. And I think even though I don't have too many of them, um, I just think like regardless of how long you go without talking to this person, you can still immediately catch up as if no time was spent in between not talking. So it's like, I feel that uh, there are certain friends or associates or people in general that are around for a season, you know? Um, but I have yet to find somebody who has stand the test of time outside of like actual family or people that I've met in church or in the military. So. Um, maybe that's just the type of person I am, I guess. Because, like, even though I'm a people person, I wouldn't necessarily say that if shit hit the fan, I know I can call somebody to, like, help me out. Mm. That's not within my family. Do you think that any of the fact that you ha don't have a best friend is because of you? Like, do you feel like you're closed off at all? Or you feel like people just haven't been worthy I think it's both. Like, I I don't let people get to me past a certain extent. If you show me certain things about you, I'm not going to judge you about it. I'm just going to keep, like my, that gets tiring, keep my distance from you. Hmm? Do you feel like that gets tiring, though? Like, because it sounds like you're just walking around with these walls 
up and it's like, ah, well, you haven't proven yourself enough to get close to me. So how but about I don't I don't I don't think of it in that way. I feel like it's more so like you show me who you are and I take you as you who you show me. It's not like I'm a I'm intentionally putting up all of these walls because you haven't shown me anything. It's like once to know me is to like, you know, get to know me. But if you're not there for a period of time, then you're not there. It's I can't share with you uh anything if you're not there, you know? Mm. So like people to a certain extent haven't haven't got past certain items that I've chosen to share with them. Because mm. I feel like, you know, are these are these the people that's gonna like really care or are they just gonna like, okay, well I understand. And then weeks later, months later, they're nowhere to be found. You know? I feel that. I mean <clears throat> you just kinda I mean it sounds like you gotta do with you have to do what you can with what you have. Exactly. I'm not I'm 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 playing with the cards that I'm dealt. I'm not necessarily like out here trying to disown anybody or saying that nobody's worth my friendship mm. because I'm not that type of person. But like, I feel like the type of friendship that you and Cora have, I don't have that with anybody. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I pray for you. I was about one to say day. it's rough out here in the streets. I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm serious. serious. I really hope that one day you'll be able to find that. But I don't know. You seem a little passive about it, per usual. So, mm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not one that necessarily cares. I, I don't. Mm -hmm. Like, mm. if I have somebody that's a lifelong partner and friend, awesome. If not, I'm not gonna lose any sleep about it. Bet that that sounds kind of like harsh. The lonely stoner seems to free his mind at night. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's also like. Really some middle child stuff you know what i'm saying like you know having these expectations of the the firstborn being the favorite or the the last born being the favorite and then it's the middle child middle child's always like all right whatever i'm not with this bullshit and that's me to a t like mm. it is what it is okay. <laughs> uh can you have the same deep connection with the romantic partner or are their friendships different. Miss Lauren, absolutely. Um, yeah, I I always joke and say um, that my partner Andy and Cora are like my co soulmates mm. because I feel <laughs> I feel soulmate weird. one soulmate two. You know, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, if I I don't know that I would even be able to rank them. Right. Like y'all are both here. Soulmate one A one B. Exactly. <laughs> like you know, y'all are both here. Like y'all are co soulmates. Soulmates. Right. Um, you know, and that's what it is. I just. I very much feel like your best friend can be your soulmate and that it doesn't have to be romantic. And I also feel like your romantic soulmate can be your best friend. Um, and I am lucky enough that that is my experience. You know, a lot of people don't say that, um, which often leaves me baffled because I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I speak from a, a place of privilege. Um, you know, my partner, we've been together for six years oh, and wow. congrats. Thank, thank you. <laughs> We've been together for six years, uh, but like off top, like we became very, very close friends very fast. And that is my best friend of all time. And so the first two people to know about whatever is going on in my life is Cora and Andy. 
um, sometimes simultaneously. Sometimes Cora knows first just because we live in the same house now. But um, <laughs> but I very much feel like, yeah, you know, that that is very much a thing um, for sure. I think for me, I've never experienced the type of friendship that I have with my best friends with a romantic partner. I always felt like they were very different, but I do believe that it can exist. I just don't think I've ever had it before. In my previous relationships, I always felt like even though my partner knew everything about me, I didn't necessarily get to go in depth with them like I would with my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I definitely desire in my life now is like to be able to consider the person who I'm romantically involved with to also be one of my best friends because I just feel like it's it's almost necessary like mm. I don't want to have to be with somebody anymore who I don't feel like I can open up to in those kind of ways you know like I don't want to have my girlfriends know more about me mm. or know all of my secrets and then you call yourself the person who I'm in love with mm -hmm. and you really know nothing about me, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So, <clears throat> yeah. I feel like in the question itself, it says, can you have the same deep connection with the romantic partner or are the friendships different? I feel like in the question itself, the same deep connection? No, but can you have a deep connection with your romantic partner as your best friend? Yes. Like they're they're never gonna be the same. Like, um, Lauren may know everything about you, right? And eventually, I may know everything about you. But the level and the the connection is gonna be deeper with Lauren because you guys have known each other longer. You guys experienced more life together. You know what I'm saying? So like, whether you have a best friend who is your soulmate who is not romantic or as a romantic partner, as your best friend who is your romantic partner, those relationships are going to be different. Mm. Then that would make me ask, like, do you feel like if you are in a scenario like that, that those two relationships can coexist, like having a deep connection with your romantic partner and having that same deep connection with your best friend? How do you think those two relationships interact with each other? Like, is there room for both? Of course. That's like saying, can you have more than one best friend? Like, of course you can have more but than like one best on friend. But like on an intimate level like that, though. Because, on I mean, I feel like there's a difference between like your standard run-of-the-mill best friend mm -hmm. and like a best friend that you consider to be your soulmate. Like, mm -hmm. this is my person that the Lord put on this earth for me, you right. know? I think that that's very different from just like a person that you're really close to like oh she's the homie from the sandbox we've known each other since second grade <laughs> she's my best friend right. i think those are two very different relationships but in the same sense like i feel that regardless of whether your your friendship soulmate and your romantic soulmate they can be two different people they don't have to be the same person um and god can specifically have made that person for you right but just not experience the same type of stuff you know what I'm saying? Like, there can be different experiences that you and and Cora will share that I will never know. Right. You know, or there will be on the same token there will be instances that Cora and I will share that you will never know. Right. But that's just the fact of life. But 
that's not saying that we can't coexist because right. your relationship with Cora is your relationship with Cora. My relationship with Cora is my relationship with Cora, you know? Mm. So it's it's not like we're competing for her affection <laughs> and her course. love, you yeah. know? But we are both um, have certain situations and relationships with her mm. that are independent of one another, you know? I think that in my past relationship, it definitely felt like toes were being stepped on. I'll say that <laughs> because um, I just don't think that he liked her. That's that's yeah. what it is. Or I'm not even going to say that he didn't like you. I just think that he felt very threatened by you because he knew that if anything happened, good or bad, you would be the f- mm. one of the first people to know about it. He knew that you... Gave advice, right. opinions, views. <laughs> I was there to see everything, like a very right. intimate so I think look that, into the good. That the definitely bad, the played a role within my relationship with him because he would start to feel like, you know, there was a third party. Mm. <laughs> We're in a triangular mm. relationship. And it's like, no, it's not that deep because I'm still very Don't much so independent within my relationship. But at the same time, this is my best friend who I do go to for a lot of things. So I think that me being the middle person, it's my responsibility to make sure that nobody's toes get stepped on and that everybody knows their their place and their roles and keep them separate, you know? I also think that, like, there comes a certain level of maturity that comes along with it mm-hmm. like yes that he did I'm, not have. I'm not i'm not gonna be feeling any types of way if you want to spend like your days and nights with lauren mm. <laughs> like okay <laughs> whatever you guys live together like right i'm not gonna feel any type of way like if you tell her if she's the first person to know about your day or your life okay but i think that that is that particular scenario is almost bound to happen when you don't have that close friendship with your romantic partner Mm -hmm. i think it's almost destiny for them to start feeling some kind of way of course they Mm -hmm. would start to harbor resentment if you are um you know feeling all this deep closeness with your best friend who you consider to be your soulmate and then you have your romantic partner and it's like yeah i love you i'm in love with you but you it's know. different. But it's different. <laughs> they would probably, of course, they would be like, "Wait, what?" Like, yeah. I mean, so it's understandable. I think I, I feel like that's an insecurity. Well, absolutely. I mean, like if the way I look at it, like regardless of, I don't want me to be Cora's only venting person. Right. Like I do not care if if she doesn't tell me certain things. I'm not going to hold a grudge against her. There's not going to be any resentment mm. because I'm secure enough in myself that I know that I can't control anything that goes on with Cora. Mm-hmm. And I also know that you have to have other, like having other vantage points, having different eyes on a situation, having different mindsets from different people mm-hmm. are healthy in a relationship. Absolutely. So like if you're only talking to me one i may be giving you the wrong advice if you're looking for advice so like if you're looking to somebody else and they're giving you advice it'd be like oh well i never thought of it that way i think it just helps you have a more uh well-rounded perspective in general because 
Um, I mean, I think if you are just listening to and confiding in solely one person, only receiving their point of view, um, I think that also can be a vehicle for codependency, which is like a whole nother conversation. You that know? can be overwhelming for somebody who isn't necessarily ready for that. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, just you are the only out external outside source that I have to like air my grievances or, um, you know, talk about what I'm feeling and whatever else. And it's like, it almost makes that person like turn into your therapist. And it's like, <laughs> you have multiple people who you are close to, who you feel comfortable enough to confide in and uh, celebrate with and all the different aspects of life, you know, it really uh, kind of balances things out. Indeed. Um, do you feel it necessary to have your best friend's advice, opinion when you're dating? Corey, do you want to answer that? Um, for me, I do because <clears throat> I haven't had very many uh relationships like romantic relationships so being able to go to my friends and ask them for their advice or their opinion um is necessary because i make a lot of mistakes now and they be knowing they've been there done that my dumbass was married for nine years so i know nothing um <clears throat> so i absolutely feel like dating requires some outside resources similar to what you were just talking about i think it's important to have multiple people to kind of bounce your ideas and things off of and get opinions from just so that like you can see yourself in the scenario and sometimes you need other people to help you sort out your feelings about whoever it is that you're talking to whether it's something good or bad they may be able to see something that you don't see but I have friends who don't feel that way. I mean, I definitely mm -hmm. have a friend or two that they are like, nah, I'm going to sort myself out <laughs> by myself and I'll get back to you in, you know, three to six business months. We can discuss the aftermath. Later. Right. <laughs> like, oh, great. And it's no shade to me anymore because in the beginning I used to feel like, damn, mm. we're best friends and you just be withholding information. But that's the cancer in me. I'm mm. always wanting to overshare. Mm. And I'm always wanting to be in people's business. And I enjoy people telling me every detail about every day of their life. Yikes. And that's just not necessary. Can you not do the commentary today? I always do the commentary. Yeah, but it's, shut it. It's, ne it's necessary. It's not. It's necessary. <laughs> it's oh, going to be necessary for me to be physically Whoa. abusive today as well. Call the animosity. It's just a show. Moving ah. on. Ah. Well awkward those are the breaks <laughs> um <laughs> i definitely agree um because i think when you especially when you're talking about pursuing someone romantically um it's very hard to look at that person with fresh eyes you know especially if it's someone that you're just meeting um all of the potential and uh anticipation and lust even all of that clouds your judgment and your friend can look at a situation and be like, girl, this is an accident waiting to happen. What are you doing? And I mean, of course, it's like ultimately up to you to make the final decision. But I very much feel like it's important to, uh, you know, uh, talk to other people about it, you know, get your friends opinions and um, kind of just sort it out with them. And, you know, they can give give you a fresh perspective that you probably 
respect and recognize. And then furthermore, I feel like your friend probably knows you in ways that you might not even know yourself. You know, they're able to see you in a way that you're not even able to see you because it's you, you know, and I think it's very easy for us to be like, well, it's me and I know everything about me. But then your friends, they have that external view that you just can't see. Exactly. You know, so um, it's very important to just kind of uh, I always think of it as like a meeting of the minds like, okay, y'all, here's the scoop. (laughs) someone I think also because like I just have like a diverse group of friends so everyone's opinion could be different you know everyone's perspective everyone's worldview everyone's experience is very different so they all have something uh um various to like offer to the table and it really can just kind of help you sort yourself out I think that it's it's very necessary to have somebody whether it be your best friend or somebody on the outside looking in to help give you advice or their opinions, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to take it. All advice isn't good advice and all advice isn't bad advice. You know, advice is advice. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one and they all stink. Um, but no, it's it's necessary to have um, advice on somebody, from somebody who's on the outside looking in because like you were saying earlier, they may see something that you don't see. They may know you a little bit better than you knowing yourself. They may see something that you may not have thought of. And then when you're when you're in a situation or when you're in a relationship, you may not see certain things or you overlook them because you want to be in the relationship with them. You don't want the stuff to start building up on top of each other to give you a reason to not talk to somebody because of some things you know um especially when you just want to be loved so it's just about being able to take advice separate the advice and then make your own decision on what you want to make your decision on so i have two questions before we move on i have two answers number one for a person like yourself who claims that they have no close relationships Mm -hmm. what do you do I was wondering. Who, who are you going to for advice? I don't. Jesus. Here we go. I don't. I don't. So everybody else seek counsel, <laughs> but I got it. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't feel that, like, there's times when I need counsel, but I don't know who to talk to. So what do you do in that situation? Do you just stand there and like, okay, well, I'm in a pickle. Sometimes I do. Other Power times I, I write about it. Other times I just get over it. Because that's just how I've been doing it ever since, you know. Do you feel like that's working for you? It's it's been working for me. I'm I'm able to live life. I'm not in a depressing state to where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't live. Or well, I mean, just because you're not balled up in a corner doesn't mean that you're not. It doesn't mean that you're healthy, like mentally. You it know doesn't mean I mean? that I'm not healthy either. Well, I mean, of course, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, you don't feel like I don't know, I don't know. You don't feel like that's not healthy to, like, just not feel any need to. You can't sort everything out yourself within yourself. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of the work is yours to do, but I don't know. The majority of the work is up for the person to do. There's only certain things that a person can't do by themselves. So you're, like, totally self-sufficient. I'm not. Man, just doing your thing on your own. Nope. I'm not saying that. I feel like 
what people don't understand is like everybody has their own ways of getting through situations of course and everybody has somebody who they feel like they need to talk to i feel like me myself i don't need anybody to talk to because when i need to figure some things out i figure them out in time Mm. time heals all wounds Mm. so regardless of whether i'm in a corner talking to myself whether i'm writing whether or not i'm talking to anybody at all eventually things get handled Mm. so i wouldn't say that i'm healthy i wouldn't say that i'm not healthy i am i'm content i am who i am that's my second question was going to be um i guess for you and i then in the event that your best friend gives you some advice or just a different perspective that you hadn't considered before and it kind of makes you change your mind on something like what do you do with that have you ever been in a scenario where your part i mean your friend said something and then you were like damn you're probably right and now you have to make a decision that you don't really want to make you know i feel like that has happened with us on several Mm -hmm. occasions since you've been here where I wasn't considering something or I wasn't looking at a situation fully and then you brought something up and then I was like, ah, okay, that's not really what I want to do. That's (laughs) not really the route that I was looking to take, but it does make sense. And now I have to make a decision based off of what you said. Right. I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I have anybody to talk to like that. Um, If I didn't, I, I probably wouldn't necessarily tell them because I don't feel like it's in in certain situations. I don't ever feel like it's not a situation where I can handle or get over, you know, I don't feel like is something's ever too deep for me to like consider, well, is this the right thing to do? Like if it is, if it gets to that point, then it's like, okay, let me think about it for a little bit. Mm. I wonder this, I wonder that. I play out scenarios in my head. If I do this, then they do this. If I do, it's like playing chess within myself. So it's like, okay. So sometimes I feel like the best advice is my own advice. I know that may sound cocky or a little backwards. I think it sounds misguided, but. Um, but at the same time, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, y'all can have y'all opinion on it. That's your opinion, but what's gotten me to the point where I'm at right now to where I'm still alive and still being able to guide through life without having, uh, those, um, people to go to, Mm. I feel like I've done a pretty good job Mm. and I don't see why anybody would disagree. Mm. I mean, people can of course disagree, but you know, that's their opinion. Godspeed to them. Um, you are saying that, yes, that has happened to me before because, you know, the Virgo in me is always very excited to tell somebody, like, even if I don't audibly say it, like, even in my mind, I'll be like, God, ah, don't do so. But I feel like I am at the point in life now where I am beyond the need to, like, just shoulder everything on my own and be like, okay, well, I'm doing my own thing. I come to my own conclusion, whatever. If I'm if a friend is counseling me or offering me advice, um, helping me resolve an issue that I can't come to a conclusion on my own and they have 
uh, said something or offered me a different perspective that I didn't consider before. I am I can admit that and be like, you know what, you're right. I didn't really think about that before. Or you know what, you've said something that you know has made me think about this differently. Let me go back and reanalyze and revisit this situation. Because um, I just feel like you don't gain anything from, um, really it feels prideful at that point. Like if you can't recognize that like someone else's perspective has helped you change your mind on something, I don't think you gain anything from that. I think it's almost a little childish. Uh, so that has definitely happened before you and I have sat up days and nights and all hours of the days talking about all kinds of stuff. And, you know, you always learn something, you know, the more you kind of talk it out, especially with someone else, you learn more about the situation, you learn more about your own views, you learn more about the other person. Uh, so it's definitely helpful to talk things out and be open to a different perspective. I think that necessarily applies to people who have somebody who they can go to to talk about that, too. So, like, if you don't have a person to talk about that to, then it's like, okay, if I don't have anybody to go to, then who do I go to? And it's more than likely yourself, um, unless it's just writing. Like, the the thing I find most important about writing is you get to write out exactly how you feel. Like, you may not know what to say in the moment that you're faced with the situation, but as soon as you start writing things out, as soon as you start weighing the pros against the cons, playing different scenarios in your head, or even writing them down on paper, then you get to see a certain clarity. You get to step back and be like, oh, well, this happened, or well, this happened, or Have that you happened. ever had a situation where the clarity didn't come to you after writing? No. Mm. Interesting. Mm -mm. Um, I've been given advice about certain things. And I still made my own choice. Um, like when I got married, everybody said that I shouldn't get married. Everybody told me this, that, and the other thing. Mm. And regardless of what people say, like I'm still going to make my own choice. Well, I don't think getting advice from your friends is doing what they say. I think it is, you know, receiving a different perspective. I think it's and uh, I agree learning with that. from someone else's experiences it's not your friends like oh what should I do tell me tell me everything I should do like your friends aren't telling you what to do but right. they're offering you a different experience a different perspective and you know giving you something to think about that you probably hadn't before mm -hmm. I just I just don't feel like I have any of those people in my life outside of family mm. and I'm the type of person that doesn't necessarily open up um open up to people mm. so regardless of whether it's something that i could talk to people about more than likely i won't talk about it so you feel like even if you had someone physically that maybe even you thought that you could trust you probably still wouldn't talk to them about things probably not what are you catholic i mean what is <laughs> no definitely not i just okay. i just i'm i'm able to cope with certain things mm. Like, the one best friend I had that I considered my best friend still to this day died when he was four. Mm. So, it's... That's rough. I mean, it is what it is. You know, so it's it's not something that, like, I'm having trouble sleeping over. It's just... It is what it is. I don't make excuses about it. I don't complain about it. I just take it as it is and roll with the punches. 
I get over it. I wake up the next day. I don't hold any grudges against anybody. And I just go on as if nothing happened. Mm. Well, I think we already answered the next one. Uh, do you feel that um, soulmates exist outside of a romantic partner? Because mm-hmm. my answer is yes. I second that. Yeah. <laughs> we we went into detail. Already. But what I will say, though, while we're briefly touching on it, is that this has been a new experience for me, you know, um, coming to the realization over the last few years, like, wow, this person really, like, is my person, like, blood could not make us closer you know what I mean I never experienced that before I grew up and I had best friends um but it always felt very conditional you know what I mean our relationship has never felt conditional to me I've never felt like there was something I could do or something that I could say or whatever that would make her be like all right I don't want to be you know what this is fun i'm out like this is cool all right i'm gonna head out yeah like i don't i don't want to and for those reasons i'm out it's never been that ever we have had each other's back from day one period and like you just you can't buy that kind of intimacy you just you really can't and it'd be like yo like my whole life has changed like what do you like genuine yes how does it feel to be god's favorite you know it feels great and for people who've never experienced it, I'm really sorry. Because it really just takes things to another. I feel like this is my family. Like, I would die for her. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she, we are one. And so, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. Because I was pretty blown away when I came to that realization. I was like, what? God, you did that? That's crazy. God, you did that? I can't believe it. Wow. Question. Is losing a friend comparable to losing a romantic partner that is in what sense are we talking about losing a friend like they died or they're no longer your friend they're no longer your friend um what was in mind um stephan do you want to uh well i don't know if this applies to you because he's lost friends before surely i mean he said he ain't got no best friends today. That don't mean he didn't in the past. Mm. I don't feel like I've ever really had a best friend. See? So, somebody that you're super close to or were super close with, and then you just ended up not talking anymore, not being cool anymore. Um, I, I feel like I haven't been in that situation because, like, I'm, I'm a... I'm what you would call somebody who is able to be cordial with anybody, regardless of how they treated me or how I treated them. I'm still able to like basically almost call up any of my exes and we can have a conversation to this day and it not be any animosity. It's just didn't work out. Like I feel like if there's anybody out there who I did wrong or who did me wrong, I feel like we can sit down and have a conversation um losing a romantic partner um again with time i it heals but um i don't think it it compares on the same type of level for me like the people who have come and gone whether they've been a friend or a romantic partner i feel like each 
has been uh, differently uh, affected. You know, um, I've had some romantic partners that really took a toll on me, but like, eventually I got over it. Why do you think it took a toll on you? What was it about that relationship that hurt more? Um, I think the timing, I think the thing that, uh, really took a toll was the fact that I, I felt like at the time I gave my all in those relationships Mm. and after giving your all in a relationship and then it being over and that was basically what I looked forward to. And would be happy about when I woke up in the morning and then, you know, it's all I looked forward to. I felt like once that was over, then it was like, well, damn, this sucks. Like seeing you around is going to suck. Not seeing you around is going to suck. Life is going to suck. But then time heals all wounds. Do you think that that's why you're so like cold now? Nothing bothered you now because you've had those experiences where you've had to go without seeing the person that you wanted to see every day or talking to people who you want to talk to. So now you're just like, eh, I don't need to talk to you. I don't need to be bothered. If I see you, I see you. If I don't, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't say that made me cold. I don't feel like I'm a cold person. I feel like the thing that made me the way I am towards relationships now is after I lost my brother. Like nothing will ever compare to that besides probably losing family members. So, like, other than that, I feel like there's a time and a season for everybody in every place, in every situation. So if there were to be, like, relationships or friendships that I lost, with time I would get over it. And I wouldn't say that it will make me cold or closed off. I just feel like it was their time, their season for me to learn something from that individual person. I think for me that um, losing a friend is probably worse than losing a romantic partner Mm -hmm. because I guess maybe I've always gone through life with the expectation that romantic partners come and go. Mm. Nobody ever really warned me about what it would feel like to lose a person that I was really close to just as a friend. Um, Like I said, in my last relationship, I very much so was codependent on my best friends, all of them, Mm -hmm. and I shared everything with them and needed them to get me through my dark time that lasted for so freaking long. And so that was wrong of me in and of itself to be so codependent on them. But... um, are we name dropping here or should I not name drop her? I mean, I, I don't feel like a lot of people are listening to my show, just our show just yet. So it doesn't matter yeah. if you name drop. Okay. I don't think it matters. Okay. Well, Lauren and I met through this girl and I really fucked with her. Like mm. I thought that we would be friends for a very long time. Mm-hmm. When we first met each other, it was like instant. Let's kick it. We were always together. We worked together. We would come to each other's houses. This is BC, again, before children. And um, I just thought that was my girl. And then all of a sudden, one day, 
she literally ghosted us. Yeah. <laughs> and so Lauren's perspective is probably better than mine because her and the girl are still able to like be cordial. Me and the girl know, have man. never. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we are able to be cordial now in the last few years, but I, would, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if I would say it was worse, if not similar, because she and I have been friends since high school. Right. That's what I was trying to get to yeah. is the fact that I don't know if it's worse or better for you because y'all have known each other way longer, mm -hmm. but you still are able to like DM her if you want to or like a photo if you want to. Whereas with me, I feel like, I had no closure at all. I had mm -hmm. to give it to myself mm -hmm. because even though I didn't know her as long as you did, whatever little friendship I thought that we had, all that shit went out the window immediately, like and overnight expeditious. It was never nothing after she yeah. never felt like I was worthy of, you know, reaching back out to like the mm -hmm. way that she made it a point to try to rectify with you. Even mm -hmm. if y'all would never be as close again, she still didn't want you to walk around hating her. There was no effort. Like there was no effort you, for me. Yeah. So it very much so played into my abandonment issues years later when I recognized that that was even a wound for me. Mm. I was like, damn, here we go again. And now this ain't even a man. This is a female <laughs> throwing we're done me with to this the bullshit. wolves. Like, <laughs> actually, it's a no for me. And it was so sudden. Yeah. It was and very abrupt. I think that's similar to like, when somebody passes away abruptly and then you try to take ownership, like, oh, well, maybe I did X, Y, and Z wrong. That's kind of how I was about us all breaking up mm -hmm. because we were in a big circle of friends and it felt like she stopped talking to everybody, but then started to reconnect with everybody except for me. Mm -hmm. So then I started to feel like, well, damn, bitch, if you didn't want to be friends with me, you could have just done me. You didn't have to throw the whole team away. Right. And so I started to like, take a little bit of ownership for the fact that you and her fell out because I was thinking to myself like well damn if she just didn't want to be cool with me anymore like you don't have to drop your whole best friend from high school you, you literally could have just said that yeah you could have just said on. that and so it took me years to get over that because I I genuinely used to ponder as to what the fuck did I ever do wrong mm -hmm. did I offend her um did I you know, make a smart comment, like what, 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 what did I do? It took me years to stop having that train of thought. And, you know, unfortunately, um, I don't know that we will ever have that true closure, you know, um, cause like you mm. said, I think it's one of those things where you have to give it to yourself because even years later, like I've asked her about that, like, Hey, what the hell happened? And she didn't have like a real answer. And so I'm just like, I mean, she's pretty erratic in general. So I'm just like, did you just wake up one day and was like, oh, I'm starting over. Everybody gets the axe. I don't know. Yeah. But she she literally never Honest had a genuine reason or, you know, anything. Because I would ask her, I'm like, okay, so what happened? And why did we essentially all break up? And she was like, yeah, you know, I was just, eh. and I'm like, so that's not an answer, though. Like, that's essentially what she said. I think that that's what helped me to get over it, mm -hmm. though, and to be able to forgive. It's exactly. Because when I look back on that time, we were all going through. Yes. And that's why we were so codependent on each right. other is because that was the only happiness that we had mm -hmm. was within our little group. We just clung to each other. And so when I thought back, like, okay, her parents were going through it. Her brother had just got married and moved away. 
job situations were not good. Mm-hmm. School was the struggle bus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she didn't really have any romantic life at that point. Finances were all over the place. Mm-hmm. I get it. You were going through your own shit. I think that what I practice in my life today is just communicating. Yeah. Because I would never want for my close friends today to feel like my stressors and my burdens and the things that I'm going through every day are going to take me away from you. Right. I feel very much so like if you're going through a bunch of shit and it's making you want to just retreat, retreat, have that time for yourself, do your thing, but help people to be able to process. I think what the heck is going on. Yeah. I think you at least at minimum owe it to the people in your life to communicate. You don't even like have to go into detail all like that. Just be like, yo, I'm going through a lot right now. Can we, like, revisit this in a little bit? I feel like that's way more understanding than, like, literally never hearing from someone again. Right. Like, And so in that sense, I feel like that's the reason why, for me, it was worse than a romantic partner. Because Mm -hmm. for me, anyway, in my experiences, dealing with romantic partners, when they start acting stupid, majority of the time I recognize this ain't about me. Mm -hmm. And I just let it go godspeed yeah but when it comes to friendships i take it much more personal because i know i'm doing everything i can Mm -hmm. and i know Mm -hmm. that i'm giving my all so i do take it personally when somebody dumps me and i'll be sitting there really pent up like damn what did i do right and now it's all of this internal talk i don't necessarily do that with romantic partners because i feel like i know i'm a good lover and in the event that you fuck it up that's on you those are the if i walk away from a relation from a romantic relationship i'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything but i honestly feel like it is y'all yeah you played yourself congratulations compared to the friendships where i feel like i may have said something wrong so i'd be needing to call the homies like hey girl did i offend you because naisha and i have that all the time Mm -hmm. yeah patrice and i have that all the time where i may have said some slick shit or made a comment that was wrong or was sarcastic about something that I didn't recognize I was being sarcastic about. Mm -hmm. Or maybe sometimes I do shit intentionally because, listen, I be feeling like I got to say what I got to (laughs) say, you know? And I said that. Naisha and I took a long time to get away from the big sister, little sister dynamic Mm -hmm. within our best friendship. Mm -hmm. And so for a little bit, that used to take a toll and we would fall out and she would be like, I am not your child. You do not have to tell me what to do. I'll be like, girl, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Mm. And we will be able to move on. So I just be feeling like today, like if I lost any of my, sorry, any of my um, friendships, it would definitely take a lot of my energy to move past. I don't think I could tolerate losing any of my best friends today. Mm. That's why even, and then I'm going to be done because now I'm talking too long about this one point. <laughs> even when it comes to Patrice, like, Earlier this year, we didn't talk for a while mm-hmm. because I was going, I pulled a Lindsay and mm-hmm. I was going through too much of my own shit and I just got overwhelmed with life and I didn't talk to her for like two months. And when I finally recognized like, girl, you're being selfish. You love her. You need to call her. I missed talking to her. Mm-hmm. I missed laughing with her. I missed being on video chat and watching her do her eyebrows and hair every morning. Standing like, in the I just missed her. And so I <laughs> called her one day and I was so sad because she didn't pick up the phone. And then she actually called me back and I was like, yes, I get Aww. to make up. <laughs> yeah. And I just told her like, yo, I'm sorry. Please don't break up with me. Please don't break up with me. Question. <laughs> do you 
Is it a requirement for your friends to mirror your same lifestyle? Not for me, it is not. Mm. I actually prefer it. I don't mm. want a bunch of me's walking around mm. here. That gets very boring. And you don't, or let me speak for me, I don't gain anything from only hanging out with people who do the same thing as mm -hmm. me. I want to be around people who are excelling. I want to be around people who are doing something that I never thought I would want to do. And I think that's why I enjoy living with Lauren now because she does all the things that I don't be wanting to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's a scholar in school. I was not until this semester. She'd be staying up all times of the night doing homework and papers and tests and things. And I was like, dog, this is not my speed at all. But now I see the value in that. You know, we share a lot of information between the two of us. And so... It goes a long way to have friends who don't come from the same walk of life as you. I feel like, I feel like it's a necessity. Like, not having somebody have the same walk of life kind of makes you like able to, you know, take a step back and be like, oh wow, this person's from this. This person likes this. This person likes that. Like you were saying earlier, if if it's a bunch of me's rolling around, we're just gonna be at home watching TV, watching ESPN. But like knowing that I have a friend that that likes to go out and party or knowing that I have a friend that likes to go out and test out different restaurants or one that likes to if we want to go seeking adventure or roller coasters or having somebody like that is a necessity to most people because it's like I don't want the same people as me because that's going to be kind of boring after a while because I mean me myself I am kind of boring. Um, I may have a lot of interesting things that I do from time to time, but like I'm a boring individual. So having somebody who I could like, who I would want to like even call and be like, hey, let's go do this or hey, let's go do that. That is essential to a friendship. Mm. I agree. Um, I've always kind of had multiple groups of friends and I think that I have different friends for different things. Because me, myself, I'm into so many things and I have so many different interests and so many different uh, things in life that appeal to me. So I have different groups of friends for like each thing. Like not everyone can do everything. Right. So, uh, for example, when I lived in New York, a lot of my friends were into fashion. Um, that was New their York friends. <laughs> Cora, the one good thing about <laughs> coronavirus, y'all. Hold on, let me move my mic. <laughs> Yikes. Coronavirus ain't shit, but she brought a nigga home. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I lost my baby to coronavirus, yo. Those damn New York friends. Hey, New York friends. Hey, Jeez. New York friends. <laughs> they were not does trying not. to let her go. Mm -mm. Do you hear me? Mm -mm. Cora does not get down with the New York friends. And no shade to them specifically. Mm -hmm. It was just the idea the of, yes, the idea All of the them. brunching mm -hmm. and the cute photos mm -hmm. and the fashion things. Ah. And, oh, let's go to a show. <laughs> I would call her on a Friday after work like, hey, girl, what you doing? I'm getting ready to go to a show with Michael. <laughs> wow. I would be sitting there like, wow. okay, bye, I guess. I'll talk to you. Mm -hmm. I'll call you on the way home, 3 o'clock in the morning Shout on the out train. To the like, New York what? friends, dog. So, <laughs> Let my people go, please. Mm -hmm. 
so that's a perfect example so i had different friends for different things a lot of my friends uh in new york were into fashion um you know my friends that i've been friends with since the second grade they're a little more on the spiritual side i have friends that i kick it with when i'm ready to throw down and party uh i have friends who i hang out with when i'm really trying to get grounded and uh, uh do some internal work within myself you know you have different friends for different things and uh like you said i think if everyone is doing the exact same thing or has the exact same mindset um it can make things very boring i don't play boring i don't do that so i need variety in people and i've always loved learning about different kinds of people uh different cultures um, different frames of mind that kind of thing and i think that's why specifically Cora and I's friendship works so well is because although we are very very similar in a lot of ways we also are very very different and like I've known this the entirety of our friendship but I think especially now <laughs> this year like living together it's really opened my eyes to some things that I never really noticed before and I'm like huh didn't know that we say we say that to each other like almost every day like i learn something new about you every day literally and it's just it's really fascinating because we come from two totally different walks of life and yet we've been able to meet in the middle because we do have so many similarities i think in the same token though like there are friends that you need to have you need are, to have some that commonality are exactly with. like you like or not even exactly like you but people that can relate to certain things that you've been through so like i have i have people that i've known who i've met in church who like i can get on facebook right now and be like oh well remember this blah 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 blah. the church folk will be like oh yes amen hallelujah mm. shabbat alhamdulillah whatever <laughs> right and then there'll be like people no, from <laughs> there'll be people from the from the army that i'll get on and i'll say oh remember when joe started this remember going through basic training this and they'll all chime in and it's like like you guys made certain relationships through those experiences that you went through together mm -hmm. even though you're not exactly alike but they can relate to you because they've been through the same thing that you've been through mm -hmm. i definitely agree and then i was going to say on the back end of that though is i think some differences like you have to have a boundary mm -hmm. and some differences just don't make the cut. And Cora and I were talking about this in the car on the way over here when it comes to like, uh, especially now, like in 2020, when it comes to political beliefs, I think, nay, I know that that is like my boundary. Um, you know, I'm not one of those people on Facebook that's like, Oh, we can have differing political beliefs and still be friends. No, ma'am. It is a very clear boundary, especially today in 2020. It is a very clear boundary what you believe, what you subscribe to, what is acceptable to you, um, you know, your feelings about people in general, how they should be treated, how they should live. There's no gray area there. So um if you're a trump supporter fuck you uh, we can't be friends don't want to be friends if we were friends we're not anymore um and so yeah that that's all I have and to that's say. the fact jack <laughs> and those all, are the breaks those are the breaks i'm sorry um but i'm not sorry see you next lifetime hey. so that's all i had to i had to just throw that in there because it's a little hairy there <laughs> uh do you really tell your best friend everything Up until now, yes. Now I try my best to like not say every little thought that comes to my mind, mostly because you be getting on my nerve and it be putting me in a place and then I don't be wanting to vent to her about every little thing that you do. 
Mm. But um, typically, mostly, yeah, I tell all my best friends everything. I don't think that any of them know more than another person. They mm. all know. At some point, I call everybody and tell them, like, girl, this is what happened. Mm. You go so, down yes. the Rolodex. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's kind of egregious to tell, like, if I had friends to tell, like, I feel like it would be egregious to tell them everything. Like, what is your definition of everything? Like, you just answered the question, right? So, like, you said that there's not one best friend that knows more than the next best friend. So, it's like, whatever you feel like you went, you went through, experienced with one situation or another, whether it made you feel happy or made you feel sad, like, I feel like that's just about everything. But, like, if I had people to tell those things to... I feel like it'd be egregious for me to tell every single one of them every single detail of so my So my question is what is your personal definition of a friend because I'm 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 missing it here. Um you don't want to talk to them about anything. You don't go to them about nothing. See like when it's not that I don't want to talk to anybody about everything or anything. It's like I pick and choose what I want to talk to people about like so if you it's, don't if have it's one person things, that you're vulnerable with? Not necessarily, no. Mm. Not 100%. Mm. Not even family. Mm. Okay. Like, there's, I can tell I can tell anybody any situation that I've been through, but they're not going to understand necessarily. They're not going to be able to relate to what I've been through. And even if there are people that can relate to what I've been through, it's, it's not going to be the same type of thing. It's not going to be the same type of time. It's... It is what it is. Like, it's not to throw shade on anybody. It's not to like you mm. know make anybody feel bad. It's just, it is what it is. I don't feel the need to be completely vulnerable to any one person because, from what I've seen so far with people, they're here one minute and gone the next, and that is okay. Everybody doesn't have to deal with my baggage or want to deal with my baggage or any one thing like that so for the people who have stuck around cool awesome what's up how y'all doing for the people who haven't ain't no shame to y'all ain't no ain't no grudge ain't no nothing i would say that these days i do tell my best friends everything and i say these days because years ago or i mean really throughout my entire existence up until a few years ago i was very selective about what i shared and it's not it wasn't because of the specific people it was more so me and i think growing up i never really felt like i felt like people liked me and enjoyed me and liked the idea of me but i never really felt like anyone was truly deeply invested in me all like that and so I found myself much more comfortable in the receiving position as far as friendships go so I was never one to go and run and be like oh I'm having a crisis I need help someone you know to my friends I was always more comfortable being the shoulder to cry on I was always more comfortable receiving people's um problems or struggles or issues or whatever within a friendship and you know it wasn't because anyone ever made me feel like they didn't care but it was just 
what I clung to because it was about vulnerability. And I was like, you know, if I can be the shoulder that you cry on versus me crying on your shoulder, I'm more comfortable with that. I can control that situation. I can console you. I can offer counsel. I can whatever. Um, so it was very much about vulnerability. So I was very selective before and now within recent years, I've kind of let all that shit go. I'm old. I don't have time. <laughs> and- I can, I can kind of relate to that because it's like, I wouldn't say that I've found people who can reciprocate the type of time that I give them. So like, if I'm always, if I'm always a shoulder that you cry on, or if I'm the person that you always come to for advice, who do I go to when I need a device? Like you're not there when I need a device. You're but not, I think you're in not my there case... when I need you or so it's just like I have tons of people who come to me about advice, but I don't have people I can go to advice about advice because they're never around. They're never there. They never they never seem to care about anybody's problems except for their own. So I, it's just like I don't think okay. that was my case though. I think in my case it was by choice. Right. So I, like mine too is by choice. But like with um, a different portion of it, it's a different what do you mean? take on it. So like I can definitely relate to like you by choice, um, you know, wanting to be the or being the person that people talk to. But like also by choice for me, it was more so like, all right, well, I don't I don't know anybody who I can who's going to be there for me. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the difference is you're saying you didn't have anyone or the people that were around did not care or whatever the case is. I'm saying that's not the case with me. I had people around who did care and would have been interested in listening to my problems had I wanted to share them, but I had a problem with vulnerability. So there's also those people out there who say that they care, but at the same time aren't there when shit hits the fan. And that's what I'm actually, I'm also saying too. So like I've had people say that they've cared, but people have actually showed me their true colors and weren't there when I wanted to open up and share. Right. Um, I don't think I am. Uh, that that hasn't that hasn't been my experience. Uh, so to get back to the original question is that yes, these days I do tell my friends everything. Um, <clears throat> And it, what a relief it is <laughs> because, you know, my my tiny Virgo brain is, you know, I'm always like, all right, I can do all the things. I can handle all the problems. I can answer all the questions. And, like, as I get older and as I reflect internally and go to therapy, shout out to my therapist, um, <laughs> I realized that, like, it's not necessary, dog. Like, why do you feel like you need to – you don't. You don't have to – carry all of this emotional burden you don't have to be mrs fix it you don't have to be out here taking on people like projects and trying to save the it's not necessary so i very much confide in my friends at any in every given opportunity now what i will say is these days i rarely have anything i'm rarely in crisis which is (laughs) such growth because who baby the last few years were absolutely whooping my ass. Um, but thank God for growth. So, yes, I, I definitely share with my friends when needed. Do you feel that your your friendships have been able to adapt with your different stages of life? Yes. <laughs> for sure. 
way 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 for sure not all of them have but the ones that really really mattered definitely have for sure um when i first when Corey and i first met you know the two of us were in very different stages of life than we are now very different and we almost didn't make it we almost didn't make it because according to her she was very she was very concerned about me and i was like okay she's gonna be like yo this girl is too wild i'm not trying to hang out with her she was over there you know being wholesome and pure in her marriage and you know on the cusp of child rearing and things and she always made me feel like I was real out there, but she still loved me anyway. And I was like, okay. I made you feel that way, baby. I mean, no. <laughs> or were <Yikes>. you? <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Stay with out. it. Truth gonna come out. <laughs> Did I make you feel that way, or is that what it was? Both. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it definitely is what it was, but I, I don't think intentionally you made me feel that way. I think just because you were not on that same level it gave me an opportunity to look inwardly and i was like huh you might be kind of really out here wilding because like everyone else in my life at that time was wilding similarly if not more than i was and right so you were (laughs) let's touch on that point (laughs) i was kind of really the outcast of the group right but like not in a bad way but it was just very different so like she came along and i was like damn. i don't know why this always happens to me (laughs) That I always got to play the big sister motherly mm. role, even BC. That was unintentional. So that's why I'm going to give y'all niggas the run for your life. Because Ay. now I'm ready to act a fool. I'm so y'all can be fool. in my position and have to be like, hey, yo, you're wildin'. Hey, yo. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited, damn it. I'm looking forward to it. What is good? Where's the babysitter 2021? Mm. We fixing to be out here. You hear me? <laughs> hey. Um... Is it important that your close friends are also close with your family? Yes, which is something that I'm working on personally Mm -hmm. um, because my family has never met majority of my best friends. The only one that they have met is Naisha. That's accurate. Yeah, because all of my other, well, Lauren and Shalisha, they have never been to California with me, so they've never been able to meet my parents. And then Patrice, even though she's in California, um, has she met my parents? I don't think so. I keep so. forgetting that she hasn't met them. I don't remember. Um, but I don't think so. I don't think that they've met my parents. So that is a huge goal of mine. Like Within the next year, folks have got to come together as a unit. So my dad knows of all of my be- best friends for sure. Um, and he understands all of their roles. So when I bring them up, it's not the guessing game of who is that anymore. And same thing with Lauren's family. Her mama is one of my best friends, and I love her down. Um, Shout out to Shasha. Yes. And then (laughs) I try to keep a distance from her daddy and her brother because they're real fine, and (laughs) it gets crazy. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shout out to Dwight Senior and Junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know we do the shout outs later. All right, hold on. Um, I don't, I don't feel that. I mean, I feel like I'm the Debbie Downer of this episode. Mm. Um, and that's okay. I don't, I don't feel like my friends have to meet my people. Like, you're in a friendship with me. You're not in a friendship or a relationship with my family. That's not a necessity. I don't have to meet your people. You don't have to meet mine. So. 
I mean, that's what just my take on What if friendship went on for it for so long? Like You would just be friends for 30 years and not know your friend's parent? You don't like think that's weird? What if you wanted to come over for the holiday? Okay, that's one thing. Like, I can be introduced to them. I don't have to have a relationship or a friendship with them. I'm not saying that that um, to meeting them or knowing who they are isn't mm. isn't part of it. I'm saying I myself don't have to have a friendship with their family, and they don't have to have a friendship with me. Like, that's not a necessity. Mm. I just feel like, yes, it's important to meet them, but to have a relationship with them? No, it's not important. Well, then let's clarify. I do not have a relationship with Lauren's family, all like that. Just her mother. I just now got her daddy's phone number in case right. of emergency. Because I think I think the question in it is, it says, is it important to you that your close friends are close are also close with your family? So mm-hmm. like in that, no, like they don't they don't have to be close with my family. Like it's not they're in a relationship with me, not my family. I think that our families would have been closer outside of the fact that you know, they're on two different sides of the country. <clears throat> but also, you know, because the two of us have been, um, I guess it's fair to say struggling, but also, you know, just working on our relationships with our family. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> even if the opportunity had it presented itself before, I don't think we were necessarily in the best space to be wanting to do that. You know what I mean? If you're in conflict with your family, um, in specifically in my case, you know, being in conflict with, Okay. Um, I was like, wait, what is that noise? <laughs> I think being in conflict like with my parents or like being in conflict with my dad, I'm really not interested for you to meet my friends. I barely want to talk to you. So I think that now both of our relationships are better. Um, we're getting to that point now where we're like trying to make introductions and get people closer. I mean, I think this whole this whole episode has been something that like everybody needs to sit down and actually listen to or even like talk to with their friends because it's like it's it's a form of communication it's a form of like seeing where you are with your friends and having them see where they are with you so um that's a part of growth and I feel like there's there's no wrong time to like try to like either make friends or work on it i'm not saying that i don't want friends i'm just saying that i just don't have any i have a bunch of associates though and y'all are cool and i'm okay with that so it's just i don't know this has been like a real eye-opening episode i would say Mm. Um, why what is eye-opening about it it's eye-opening because like you realize after listening and talking <laughs> the about love something fest like this, that is like, Cora and Lauren. <laughs> you you don't like. I realize I about how many friends I don't have. Like I have a lot of associates, I have a lot of people that I'm cool with, but people to go to actually go to bat for me, or like shit hits the fan and they're like, oh yeah, we're, we're about to ride out. What's up, like. People who know every single little detail about me, people who I share, like the little intricacies about my life, I don't have too many of those. Can you turn the music off for one second? I'm going to try to very quickly make a closing statement that mm-hmm. I feel like is important. Can you turn the music off? No? It's about to turn off. 
I just wanted to say that for me, in conclusion of this whole podcast episode, I think that it is important for everybody to recognize that we're all human and that it is necessary to have people. We were not put on this earth to be alone. My father always has said that. And it's something that I didn't understand when I was younger because I very much so grew up feeling like I was okay being alone. And my dad will tell you that all the time. Like, oh, you're non-traditional and, you know, you act like you don't need family. You act like you don't need friends. Well, I have grown a lot, dad. And I recognize the power of love. I recognize the power of family. I recognize the power of friendship. And I think that people not only need to recognize that we're human, but recognize that we're all going through this experience as humans. And it is a Mm. difficult one. And you can't change what has happened to you. But you can try to put your best foot forward so that you have space to create the kind of lifestyle that you want. And I just really call people to open up your hearts. Like, I know that this is about to sound real cancer of me, but whatever. Mm. You got to let people in, dog. I grew up so fucking hard, and I grew up so closed off, and all of my childhood traumas caused me to be codependent on my ex-husband. I didn't feel like I needed anybody. I just had him, and that was who I was cool with, riding it out with him. And turns out that he wasn't really my person. And over the years, not only did I learn to love myself, but I learned to let other people love me. And that is where it all starts. When you recognize that you do need people, when you recognize that it's okay to trust again, it's okay to open up again, it's okay to be vulnerable again, it's okay to let people have your back. I'm even talking to myself while I'm saying this, that I need to learn to let my guard down sometimes. I walk around all the time feeling like I don't really have a lot of people who fuck with me or I don't really have a lot of people who love me or I don't really have a lot of people who will ride for me. I be feeling like my best friends are it. And I literally just got done telling Lauren this the other day, like, damn, bro, when I look around, I really be feeling like you the only one who I can call on in case of emergency. We don't have to go through life feeling like that. Right. You have to recognize when you are blocking yourself Mm -hmm. and I just feel like starting with me I have to be more vulnerable I have to be more willing to put myself out there a closed mouth does not get fed yeah man and especially in old age I don't know if anybody else can relate but I feel like when I was younger I thought I needed friends I really probably could have dealt with not having a lot of those folks Mm -hmm. now getting older about to be in my 30s all of my friends are about to be in their 30s or already Life is way more hard Mm -hmm. now. Like, life is way more challenging now. And I feel like now I need my people more than I needed them seven years ago. Let people love you. Let people in. If you have somebody who is trying, if you have somebody who's calling, who's pulling up, who's checking in, let them. Learn to let people love you. Stop being so damn hard. And I think the fear of being hurt. Um, oh my God! Unfortunately, right there the I fear mean, of being hurt. Girl, Jesus, can we? 
We don't have Listen, time. I was about to say, but I think with it, number one, we should just embrace it as an occupational hazard of having relationships with other people. I think yes, that right there, it is a part of the course. You know, unfortunately, that's a risk that you take, but that does not mean that you continue to go through life not cultivating any relationships with anyone else because you're scared somebody's going to hurt you. Because <clears throat> the truth is, I love you. And I love you. And I want to be here for you. But you've been pissing me off a lot lately because I feel like I've learned so much about you in the past 10 days. And I don't know if I like it or not because all this, I'm closed off. And, well, you're not saying that about yourself, but I'm telling you, you're closed off. You don't want to let nobody in. You don't want to be vulnerable with nobody. You don't want to talk to me. You don't want to share. It's hard for me to sit back and accept that when I just want to be with you. I just want to. I don't feel like you want it, though. So then I'm like, you know what? Well, never mind. He don't want to be bothered. He don't want to be bothered. Leave the man alone. Back the hell off. Give him some space. But it's just like seeing your face right now is breaking my heart because it's like, dog, you sitting here saying this is a reality check for you. And you have a whole black woman sitting right here who wants to be there for you, who wants to give you that energy exchange and you just like are flat out refusing. But we don't have to talk about it because dead ass. I mean, I obviously, we do minutes. have to talk about it because you brought it up on the podcast. But Layla Renee gets out of school in a little bit, so. But you. Okay, go ahead, babe. Ju- Never mind. Go ahead. It's cool. Please. We'll we'll talk about it on another topic. Can you say what you needed to say? Not on this episode, no. And there we go, you guys. You you're the you're the one I was talking about. You have to go in a few minutes. I'm so. saying in twenty minutes. <laughs> That's nah. more than enough time Episode for you to Episode three, say part something. two. Nah. So, with that being said, y'all, um, I appreciate y'all listening in. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, shout outs. Do we have any shout outs? Shout outs to all my best friends all over the U.S. There's Patrice in California. Hey. Naisha is in Nevada. Shalisha hey. is all the way in Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love is that, y'all. Is that it? Lauren. <laughs> um, shout out to my partner Andy. Hey. Um, I don't know if they're gonna listen to this or not, but if they are, uh what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> shout out to my family. Uh and shout out to y'all for having me on here finally. Hey, you know, anytime. It's been quite a pleasure. Uh very, very worth me um not getting sleep before I go to work tonight. Um, I, I appreciate y'all. We in the same boat because I go to work tonight too. Right. Listen, that Amazon life, okay. <laughs> Um, shout out to like I do all my all my shout outs. Shout out to all the haters. Um shout out to the people who have my back. Shout out to the people who don't. Um shout out to Amazon for for giving me a check, you know. I appreciate that. Get all them coins. Um shout out to my niece who's in town visiting. Um thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the second firstborn firstborn podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, alongside with my beautiful co-host. Cora. Oh my gosh, she needs to work on that. <laughs> How uh, do you want it to go? And, uh, <laughs> like, we please. like to thank Lauren for like posting up on our podcast. Thank you. Thank tuning you, in all the time, you. being one of our loyal listeners. So um happy to be here. Definitely big shout outs to you. Um until next time, folks, we're gonna get out of here. Peace.